Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! The next one. It's the next one. Hello. You know what I think we didn't do the last episode? What? Is say that this is the Feeney call. I said it. Did you? Okay, I think good. so. I'm glad. I, I remember I said... you saying it was season four episode. No, I think I said welcome to the Feeney call. Okay, great. Well, welcome to the Feeney In call. In case we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Feeney call. Here we are. We're... Now, well, now I almost think you need to cut it out of the previous episode <laughs> to make this. Right, to make this. Because <laughs> I think I said it. If they came out like sequentially day after. Sure, then but the fact that it's going to be like a week. Yeah, people well, have forgotten. It won't be funny anymore. Yeah. It's just funny to us now. Yes. Mm, comedy. Great. Great. All right. Well, I guess we can talk about the show now. Great. So today is season two. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't two. fuck up the season, Skylar. Don't fuck uh, up the episode, Skylar. You're listen, reading it off a of paper and karma. you fucked it up. <laughs> karma is a cruel mistress. Oh my god, you were literally looking I know. at it, looking at a paper with I, it, I, and I, fucked it up. Here I am fucking it up by memory every time. At least I usually get the season right. That's true. <laughs> it's season four. Episode two, Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. Oh, man, that was good. Listen. We're done. I have not had any food today, just coffee, so I'm like... Good. Great. Zing. Yeah, we should... That's the end of the episode. (laughs) That's it. Well, we're done. See you later. We're not going to beat that. All right, it's your turn for the recap. Okay. Recap. Do you have the thing pulled up or do you want me to... I'll time myself. I can do it. Okay. I'm self-sufficient. Pulled up already, so... I did it. Here we go. The boys are feeling awkward about it. Oh, no. I'm going to start over. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the boys. Wait, do you want to do the trivia first? Uh, sure, do your trivia okay. first. Because we can't decide if we do that first or no, not. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know how to podcast. I've completely forgotten. Okay, so the trivia for this episode uh, is that Danielle was contractually obligated to keep her long hair throughout mm-hmm. all of this. This was the first time that they were like, Okay, you can cut your hair. Like, I think it was this season or, like, her negotiating her contract for this season specifically. And they were like, you can cut your hair. Mm-hmm. And she was finally like, hooray. So they incorporated it into the episode. And that's kind of why she has the whole, yeah. like, hair cutting issue. And Thank it's God. not a wig. It's a real hair. And she gets to cut it on camera for us that's all That's exciting. See. Yeah. That's very exciting. I know. It's so long. It's so long. It's, like, it's wild how mm-hmm. long her hair is. I don't think I've ever actually seen anybody in real life with their hair quite that long. My best friend's hair is almost to her belly button. And when I was younger, my best friend of my childhood, she always had really long hair and to a point where almost she could sit on it. Damn. So I have seen people with that long hair, but, but Danielle, not her hair that. hair is like to her butt. Like it's it covers her butt. so thick. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I've seen people grow out their hair really long, but it's not as thick as her hair. It's mm-hmm. like, it gets, it kind of starts to get straggly at the ends or like it starts to thin yeah. out. No, it's so long. So, it's so long thick. and so thick. I cannot believe, which is why now she obviously has her own she line of hair so care products because. When she cuts it too. It's true. It yeah. helps her age up so much. It does. Which I don't necessarily think is necessary for this particular like season but i appreciate it in later seasons because she doesn't continue looking like a child like when they're in college yeah but this is like kind of a baby they're turning like 15 16 yeah like it's you know we've seen sean and Corey have like noticeably (laughs) aged up and she still looks so young with that long long hair like that yeah so this really like changes her look and cements that like oh they're all like 16 all right ready yes here we go 
Corey's feeling really self-conscious about how he looks, and then he's upset because all of his friends are beautiful. Topanga's like, look, it doesn't matter. I'm going to cut my hair. And she's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. So she goes and gets a haircut, and then she finds out they're like, ooh, wow, I could look shitty, but now I look beautiful, and I'm becoming really vain. And Corey's like, fuck, I'm still ugly, and I don't know how to make myself beautiful. And so he goes and gets a haircut, but he looks exactly the same. And Sean teaches Topanga that she doesn't need to to be so selfish about all this. And meanwhile, Eric is trying to find a job and just eats Cocoa Puffs on the couch. That's good. I did it. I had like yeah. a second or two to spare. Yeah. And I, don't, I think I got it. Yeah, I think you got everything. Good yeah. Time. All right. Go me. Yeah, pretty cool. much. I mean, the only thing is Eric goes on a date with the townie and realizes oh, how good he has it. But you're that's right. Okay. That is, no, that's, that's part of it. That's it a all... pretty critical piece of the B plot. Yeah, I guess. We'll get to it, though, because I, I have a whole like thing because okay. we did Uncle Daddy just with Brahmin's World a couple weeks ago and so now I'm all on this like Eric dating women with children train but mm. anyway we kick off the episode and we finally have Spanish Baseball Dream <laughs> and I've been waiting for this for so long because I mentioned it in like season two and I, I just have been waiting for it and finally happened yeah. so I'm so this episode is apparently very vivid for you because you've mentioned the Spanish Baseball yep. Dream you've mentioned potato. that I am a pota- potato mm-hmm. um I think there might be one other thing. This episode is great. It's a good episode. But like, I don't know. When I think back to like you and like strange specific quoting of things you've pulled out in the last year and a half mm-hmm. of doing this, it's this episode seems to have really cemented in your mind. I think so. And I think it's just because I am a child of the 90s and early 2000s. I'm such a suck over for a makeover episode of mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. So, or just makeovers in general, because that's just, like, the age that we lived through. Sure. I think, like, for me, this episode, the handful of, like, wildly vivid queer memories are Chop Her Hair. Yes. Where she, where she cuts it in the hall. Uh, Eric eating Cocoa Puffs on the couch. Oh! Good looking guy. Yes! Like, that oh! That hit me. I remember that. And I remember oh, the, it. like, reveal at the end when Corey, when she runs it, she's like, don't touch his hair! And she's, like, reveal, and he's it the same. the same. Like, those so three funny. moments are the things that I, like, super remember from this episode. Yeah. Everything else was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. for you, it seems like it's like you could I yeah. it. Probably. Yeah. That's... There are only a couple episodes that are like that, though. And I feel like this one, while it has a lot to do with, like, Corey's growing up and part of their, like, developing into teenagers or older teenagers, I should say, and, like, being able to drive and then next season they'll be uh, seniors and stuff yeah. like that. I still feel like this is fairly inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, but I think that's why it sticks out so much in my brain is then because they can just throw a bunch of like jokes and funny stuff in there. Yeah. The good looking guy thing, hysterical. Uh-huh. They can throw, you know, Topanga's makeover. They can throw the whole Sean hitting on Topanga and it's Ooh, funny, funny thing Very in there. Funny. It's, it feels like they're just doing this for laughs with a message that we are recycling because yeah. we've already done this we in season done one. This. We have done the thing. Season one, episode four is again about Topanga saying looks don't matter. What's right. on the inside counts. This, but now I appreciate the fact that we are into Topanga still having that same message in her heart, mm-hmm. but she, you can tell she's growing up. Yeah. You can tell she's growing out of her kind of awkward, like yeah. hippie phase. Right. And now she's getting into, she's becoming what one would say like a real teenager having uh-huh. a real teenager experience as uh-huh. opposed to like not wearing makeup or yeah. doing anything like that well what'd you learn i learned that feeling good in your skin can always make you feel secure but it's only skin deep 
So like, I think there is value in taking pride in your, in your physical appearance, mm -hmm. but that's not the end all be all. Like mm -hmm. you shouldn't be only concerned with that because while you do feel good on the out, even Corey at the end, when he's like, looks the same, he still has this new mindset because the guy's like, this is my best work. This is the greatest thing I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, it builds him up. So yeah, it's, it's, it's more about your mindset about how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think there is value in, in a physical appearance, but it's, a, it's about how you perceive yourself and how you feel about yourself. Yeah, I, so. I would agree with that. I think that um, it has a lot to do with uh, I mean, I, it hits home. I, mm -hmm. I hated a lot about how I looked when I was, uh, Especially as a teenager. yeah, I mean, from the age of like 15 to 20, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and it, you know, it takes, and like, ultimately I don't look so different from, at least from when I was like 18 to now, mm -hmm. 15 to 18, I look different, yeah. but you know, it just had a lot to do with like me. Really, I mean, I have a beard now, I guess that's different. Um, <laughs> but, like, really just, like, coming to uh, respect my my own physical appearance and mm -hmm. be happy with that, you know? Um, and what's interesting, this makes me think about, there's a, a video circulating, Zac Efron has that new thing, yeah, Netflix down show, there. right, where he's, like, just touring around and it's a good time with him. And he's, and he's, like... People are talking about his physique and how he's like kind of dad bod, just now. a little dad bod, but like you know, historically, obviously, he had that phase post High School Musical, pre now, where he was fucking ripped, ripped. you know, like in Neighbors, yeah, and and Baywatch and, and Baywatch, yeah, Dirty Grandpa, just like so ripped, yeah, right. And there's a video of him like eating pasta and like crying about how <laughs> good like, pasta carbs. tastes and how he's like, I wouldn't let myself eat yes. this yeah. because I was so worried about how I looked. And like he gets so emotional about like accepting how he looks and how yes. to like keep his body healthy mm -hmm. and that like maintaining that sort of physical appearance while outwardly might maybe help. I don't know, like not really that healthy, honestly. Yeah like counterproductively healthy in a different direction it's yeah it's healthy what might be perfectly healthy for your physical body is not always what's healthy for you mentally yeah that's fair too because i feel like depriving yourself of those things is not going to make you happy. Well, yeah exactly and i mean also like there's no reason you need to starve carbs entirely from your body Correct. you know like maybe a few less carbs but. yeah everything in moderation <laughs> everything. that's, that's like true. that's just what you have to right. live by so that's just like there's that video going around right now of him like really coming to like love yeah. his own body even like and it also makes you sad to think about like oh like he probably didn't like how he looked no. when he was fucking jacked like yeah. that the whole time and like was constantly fighting a battle of cognitive dissonance where like he's consistently ranked as one of the most attractive men mm -hmm. And yet he probably hates his physique. Yeah. And like has to trick himself every day into liking it. Yeah. Which is so sad to think it about. So and sad. I'm so happy for his journey. And I think it's like very, like it's, it has a lot to do with this episode. Yeah. That like, you know, you shouldn't have to trick yourself into liking how you look. You no. should, you should find a way to really love and accept how you look. Yeah. And it's all about meeting yourself in the middle. Yeah. I think that, like, when Feeney comes over, he's like, oh, what a brave lesson to try to teach at these wildly difficult yeah. teenage years is, like, such a good adult response because you're like, I mean, yeah, yeah, but biologically, biochemically, you're going to hate 
what you see in the mirror mm-hmm. for the next few years and like it's going to be a lot harder now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like there's nothing you can do about it. No. You're going to biologically hate what you look like. Correct. In those years. Yeah. And it's very hard to come around on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think there's also a quote that I try to think about often when I'm going somewhere new or meeting new people or something. And it's like, you see yourself every day. You're used to the image in the mirror. So mm. obviously you don't, you won't always find yourself attractive because that's just what you always see. Yeah. But imagine someone seeing you for the first time. Yeah. Like what is that? What are they right. picturing? And you can't get swept up in like, and they're going to see that I have one hair out of place and that my eyebrows aren't plucked and you can't get caught up in that. But oh, it's, yeah. it's a thought of like, I'm being nitpicky because I see me every day. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who sees me for the first time is like, wow yeah. this is oh it's so hard to remember that like nobody else sees the things yeah oh yeah on you that you see absolutely you know and it's so true i think there is a lot of value in specifically with the Corey and topanga dynamic there's a lot of value in finding your partner attractive uh-huh. i think that that's a very important thing in a relationship is uh-huh. continuing to find your partner attractive but i it's i i just love the fact that even as a, a young person topanga is still saying like I love you because of who you are mm-hmm. and just because you don't find yourself attractive, I find you attractive in multiple ways and that's why I want to be with you as mm-hmm. opposed to like, and they kind of joke about, oh, well, I'm only dating her because she's attractive and then Corey's like, you took it one too far because he does find her, obviously she's gorgeous. Uh-huh. She was like the, she was the Sean of the females on this show. And so... There is obviously that level of like, she, everyone's like, oh, she's way out of Corey's league. She's way smarter than him, way more attractive, something like that. But she loves Corey for like who he is Uh on the inside. And I think there's obviously a great deal of value in that. And there's value in knowing that, especially as a teenager, because I, I don't think I was that emotionally intelligent. No, it's so hard. It's Mm -hmm. so, so hard. What do you think about Tamanga's character in this episode and that she gets a gets a makeover and it and it affects her mental state so aggressively. I think it's does, Do so, you think it holds? Like, does it hold true? Mm-hmm. I think, it, uh, yeah. In general, I would say, like I said, I'm a sucker for a makeover. So one of my favorite shows growing up was What Not to Wear. Oh. And the mindset switch of these people once they saw themselves the way that, specifically in the show, Stacey and Clinton saw them, as, like, you have this potential to be look this way and then you will feel this way. Mm -hmm. I think that that happens to Topanga, but because she's an emotionally vulnerable teenager, it goes one too far, Mm -hmm. but it's because she's an emotionally vulnerable teenager and she is in this phase in her life where she's getting out of what she's grown up with specifically Topanga. She's obviously this kind of hippie ish character watching her grow up from that. It's going to be a, big pendulum swing in the opposite direction as opposed to just a light swing into yeah. the middle or maybe over to one side for a little. Oh yeah, she swings so, hard. I think because it's Topanga and because of her age and how she looks, I think it holds yeah. pretty true. Well, I think it's interesting how Sean breaks it down too and that it's like you finally realized mm-hmm. that like what the rest of us already know mm-hmm. is that you might not always look perfect. Yeah. And like the the creation of her self-consciousness mm-hmm. and self-doubt is like sad, but also inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
that's such a huge part of maturity is to like look at yourself in the mirror and actually like have a sense of what you look like mm-hmm. you know because like when you're up to a certain age like you don't look at yourself in the mirror no you know like you you look at yourself in the mirror to like as a tool yeah to brush your teeth and like to do those things but you don't look at yourself in the mirror to have any sort of idea of like do i look am i presenting the way i want to be presenting and it's interesting because this is like a late development in my opinion for topanga i feel like most girls on average develop this younger than 15 yeah and that could be why it swings so far in the other direction before it has to come back sure like i feel like i developed this kind of at 15 but i don't but I feel like I was late to the party. I was going to say, probably around, like, 12, 13 yeah, is when exactly. I Yeah, That's what I would say, like, 12 is more like, 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 working with young people, you know, I can very specifically remember working with, like, a class of 9 to 12-year-olds, and I had, like, 50 kids. And from 9 to 12-year-olds, there's, like, a very, even amongst the 11-year-olds, there's, like, the girls that have come to realize that, like, on every break, they want to take out a compact mirror and, mm-hmm. like, check out themselves and see how they're doing. And there's the girls that on every break are like, hey, how many snacks do you think we need before? Oh, <laughs> you know? that was me. <laughs> that was me for yeah, a really long time. It's like, hey, do you think I can catch six Skittles in my mouth in a row? <laughs> like, like there's the two different 11-year-olds there yeah. and the two different 12-year-olds even. And so like, but I, but I do feel like that's where it starts to generate for more mm-hmm. young girls because of the way society predicates this message yeah which and is so just sad to me yeah it sucks and it's kind of unavoidable and so i think the, the best thing you can do as like a parent or a, an adult who works with young people is to like have some candid conversations about it correct uh and to be like hey this is going to happen um you're going to start to like actually notice yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and you're probably going to start to see things that you don't like that and you just got to have some some real conversations about it and comparisons to other oh yeah you're gonna start comparing yourself to everyone around you all the time because that Um, i think even everyone on tv too (laughs) yeah that's kind of that i feel like as a young girl that was a big catalyst for me was Mm. because i was a an athlete for so long so it took me a very long time to Mm -hmm. develop into it's just uh, i do think like athletes come to this later because their their identity is so much like oh well i like wear my hair up and back like it's all utilitarian towards the athletic goal and then like you get to a point where you're like okay how do i switch Mm -hmm. like how do i and like you fuck it up for a while where you like try to do the one on top of the other (laughs) yeah i had to fortunately i had a lot of friends around me who were either like part-time athletes or not really athletes who Mm. kind of could help me through some of that stuff yeah i mean my hair was slicked back in a ponytail for my entire middle school life because i i had to go to the gym Six yeah. days a week. Yep. So oh, yeah, I wore like gym shorts and a t-shirt every day until yeah. I was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, well, I've got like soccer practice or something like that. You know? And of course they don't really specifically say, because how can you specifically say like, oh, well now Topanga has breasts and like hips <laughs> and like these things, like you can't specifically say this on, especially not in the nineties mm-hmm. and on a, you know, child, children's sitcom. But, like, that's something that, as a teenage girl, that was the catalyst, I think, for a lot of these things. Because my friends started to develop. I didn't because I was an athlete and I was late to the the party, you know. It's not specifically stated. And maybe it's because... And maybe Topanga is not dealing with this because she has developed pretty quickly. Like, she's... She develops more, obviously, as we continue to go through season four and five and into their adult years because she is a curvy woman. I think that she probably hasn't had to worry about Mm -hmm. her image until this point because she is developing at a normal rate. Which we, I don't know that we really revisit this until like season seven, 
When she's dealing with her weight. Yeah, when yeah. she has that episode where she's dealing with her weight and everyone thinks she's pregnant. Yeah, not really because... I don't know that we come back around well, to this. Because again, know. Topanga is so emotionally mature that she... Right. That's the thing. She learns it here. She learns it and here she and then to she it. sticks to it. <laughs> she doesn't have like four more episodes of it like the idiot boys do in the uh-huh. show. So I... Yeah, I definitely think that yeah. because she is developing as a young woman very quickly, that plays into why mm-hmm. she hasn't had this issue before and why it does swing so far in the other direction. Oh, yeah. What else you got? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Corey. Well, the thing that I don't understand about Corey's whole, like, crisis, his whole, like, crisis uh-huh. at the moment of his looks and stuff like that, it's not like he's, first of all, he's not a bad-looking kid. Like, mm-hmm. he's not a bad-looking guy. And then also, he got a lot of dates last season. He was, like, going on and on about how Topanga was, when she got asked out, he was like, well, you're the ask-y, of course, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you went out with quite a lot of girls last season mm-hmm. who really liked you. Yeah. Like, even the girl, the crazy chick in Florida. Like, yeah. you went out with a lot of people who really liked you. So yeah, I, I mean, he I doesn't feel like, like himself, is the point. Yeah, and that's, but I, I don't like that they incorporated the dating aspect oh, into okay. it because it doesn't hold up for me. Sure. It's because I, I think, like, Sean being his best friend every day, that's his comparison. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't like how he looks. Yeah. And I get that. Um, also, I was going to say the haircut cycle of shame that Corey talks about Very is so funny. real for people with short hair. Yeah. My, I know a lot of people who went through the whole like 2014 pixie cut thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, apparently it's very real oh, yeah. for everyone. I, I don't know if you felt this way, but the whole bit with the hairdresser where they're like, what did you do to her? And he like goes through this whole like, I wept openly and blah, blah, blah. And then they call him out and obviously he comes out with this like accent. I felt it was very unnecessary. Yeah. I didn't understand it's, what he was saying or why he was saying it. And I was, and then they end up just like, is that what you wanted? Yeah, let's go. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Unnecessary is a good way to describe it. I do think it's funny. It's funny for sure. Unnecessary though. Yes. And I was just kind of like, what's the point of this? Are we just killing time right now? Like, Well, I and, you know, I appreciate that it's like an Italian European stereotype and not a gay stereotype because like I yes. can settle with like your white European stereotype just yeah. fine. <laughs> that one. Yeah. You want to play a white European stereotype for laughs. I'm not upset. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Who cares? Uh, that, that plays funny and fine for me. Mm-hmm. But so I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's superfluous. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun. Getting into the B-plot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Love good-looking guy. This is, like, one of the standout moments for me for Eric. Oh, which yeah. is another reason why I think this episode stands out so much sure. for me. Because the good-looking guy theme song is something that I sing regularly. Uh-huh. My friend Lydia and I used to sing in high school all the time to each oh, other. Nice. So, it's interesting to me, though, that he goes on this date with this townie. And she talks about having a kid. Having a two-year-old. She's 18. And I love that we have the... This is this is hindsight to Uncle Daddy because we just did it with Grummy's World. Uh-huh. She is so upfront about it. Yeah. And I appreciate that so much because the other girl is shady. Yeah. So shady about right. it. They've been on like two dates and she doesn't talk about it. Yeah. I think they're on like their second or third date. Mm-hmm. And this woman is in uh, so upfront. I have a two-year-old. This is how it happened. Like this is what's going on in my life. And I appreciate the role that she plays in this particular episode. It's just very interesting to me that he goes on to date a woman. Mm-hmm. I wish it would pay off in this episode. Would? Yeah, I wish it would. Because here's the thing. She, she like, presents that information to him, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, fuck, maybe I am, like, in a different position than mm-hmm. I thought. But then the tag is, like, he's still on the couch with Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. I wish instead the tag were, like, comes home and... Like considers sitting on the couch with Cocoa Puffs, and then is like, 
goes talk to his parents and like works on getting a job. I think (laughs) what they did, which I think that payout would have been better, but what they obviously did was like, he comes home and he's like, Oh my God, I don't even, I'm not even self-sustainable. So I'm like the lowest of the low. Yeah. It spirals even further where he's like, fuck, I'm, I'm relying on my parents. Yeah. So, which is also a realistic outcome. And I I feel like very true for Eric. Sure. And and it comes to pay off later where he and his dad sort of story. The thing that I don't understand about this is he goes, his dad's like, get a job, kicks him off the couch. He goes out in his bathrobe. And at first he's like, thank you, daddy. And then at the end, he does it again, and he's like, how can I get a job in my bathrobe at night? At night? Like, no. I feel like these should have been reversed, where he should have been like, you're kicking me out of the house in a bathrobe with a newspaper. How mm. am I going to get a job? Yeah. And then at the end, when he does it again, he should be like, okay. But it's you. funny. It is. It's <laughs> funny. But I love that he opens the door, and he's just like, at night, <laughs> and walks out. That's that's a good mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. thing for me. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much all Not my it. notes. Who's your MVP? Sean. Mm-hmm. And the reason, obviously, is for him coming into the bathroom and having that heart-to-heart with Topanga and kind of um, evening that out a little bit mm-hmm. because he – it makes sense that it's Sean because he understands way more than Corey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And he is in the situation as opposed to, like, one of the adults who's not really involved in this situation. So he's able to not only get down on her level because he is arguably as attractive as she is, but then also he's involved in the situation. He was at the hairdressers. He's been talking to Corey this whole mm-hmm. time. So I think that he's definitely the MVP in this episode. Completely agree. He is mm-hmm. absolutely the MVP. Uh, I think it's interesting that like basically like Sean's in many ways implying that he's been through this. Yeah. And, you know, that he at some point reached a stage where he became conscious of his own appearance and like had to work his way through mm-hmm. what Topanga is currently doing. I think it was season two. Yeah. His level of respect for Corey in this discussion, too, and that he's having this discussion with Topanga, like, as her friend, but also as Corey's best friend. Yes. It's it's good. It's he well handles it so tactfully. Yeah. For occasionally not being emotionally mature mm-hmm. as a teenager, he handles this incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And it's scenes like this that bother me later when Corey and Topanga break up, and Sean's like, mm-hmm. come on, Topanga, we were never really friends. And I'm like, no. You were. I think it's because he looks at it as he's coming as Corey's best friend, not as Topanga's friend. But he says to her, when I think about my life, I've had, like, two best friends. Mm -hmm. That's true. He, like, literally says that Topanga and Corey are his two best friends. Yeah. So it bothers me later when he takes that thing with Topanga about them never really being friends... I'm trying to, like, work out a way that it works in my brain, but it really doesn't. Yeah. And I know they kind of grow is that, up. Or is that, when, is that when him and Angela break up? That's when Sean and Angela break up, that he does that with Topanga. I think so. Right? I don't remember. It just, I know what happens later. The interesting part to me, and we'll get here, so we don't even need to have a full-fledged conversation about this right now, but it's very interesting to me that this kind of keeps coming back up. Mm-hmm. Sean says it to Topanga. We were never really friends. Angela says it to Corey. We're never really friends. Mm -hmm. I feel like Eric probably says it at one point. Rachel has this whole crisis where she's like, I'm not even involved in this group right now. Like I can walk out and no one will care later on. So I feel like we keep keep coming back to this like not really fitting in in your own circle. And I like that because I've felt that on so many levels so many times. But it's interesting to me that we kind of continue to come back to this throughout the show. People definitely feel excluded within their own Mm -hmm. circle of friends. And like when you find yourself in that feeling, it's so easy to exclusively remember 
things to support that theory. Yes. You know, yes. like the second that hits you, you're like, well, here's a million reasons why it's true. Yes. <laughs> Especially as a young adult oh, slash yeah. teenager. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So. Instead of like validating the opposite, you mm-hmm. immediately like triple down on why you are not really friends with that yeah. group of friends. All right. Anyway. Anything else? Was Sean your MVP too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything else. No, it's a bit of... Why did I, I wrote Corey is right. Why did I write that? I don't know. I don't remember why I wrote that. He wasn't very right most of this episode. No, it's <laughs> at the very end because it was at the bottom of my notes. So I'm trying to think of something that he said that was right. No. But I don't. Don't recall. Recall. Yeah. Oh, um, but I will say it's kind of funny to me that obviously we have the girls' bathroom now, uh-huh. which was taken over. And uh, we get this whole, like, the guys keep coming in and out. And she's like, you really shouldn't make a habit out of this. And I'm just like, first of all, if that happened in my school those boys would be suspended so quickly. Uh, that should probably would have fallen in my school. It probably would have. Yeah. And no one's like, obviously, yeah, monitoring the bathrooms no. or whatever. But Did you have people monitoring your bathrooms? No. Okay. <laughs> but in the event that one of the girls were to go to the, like one of those girls, sure. they just don't care, of course. Yeah. I suppose if, if in my school one of the girls had been like, this guy was in the girl's bathroom, like there might have been an issue. Oh, yeah. I do love that Sean makes his entrance from that stall. Like, he's just chilling <laughs> there. He's been in there the whole time. It's a good time. It's so funny. It's nonsense. It makes no sense. It's funny. Yes. And I just love that they're in there. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something about, like, even, like, gender-neutral bathrooms. Uh-huh. Like, I just, it, it, I feel like it's important to portray them in a, in a, in a good light. And I feel mm-hmm. like this kind of does. I really enjoy it. Hey, why don't you guys get a couch? Sometimes we need to lie down Sometimes and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's we're really, in, we're out, we're done. I think like, that little, that exchange is very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just love that they just go into the girl's bathroom and I love that Corey's very respectful about it. And he's like, I'm coming in. Uh-huh. I'm not looking. I'm going to open my eyes. Everyone prepare yourselves. And then he finally like opens mm-hmm. his eyes. It's, it's funny, but it's also like, he's going into a girl's bathroom. So I feel like that's very respectful of him. But yeah, I just appreciate that for Mm -hmm. some reason. I appreciate the like gender neutrality of that bathroom and how the girls are okay with him being in there. Cool. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Y'all really appreciate it. Yeah. Like and love and share on the social media. Uh, you know what to do. Like and love. Like and love. Can you love um, a podcast on uh, any sort of you can, platform? I mean, if you click the heart, you're favoriting it or something. Great. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's subscribing. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever, but do the things, guys. Keep do listening. We appreciate things. you being around virtually. Stay safe out there. Please do. Um, if you're not registered to vote, go vote. Oh, yes, absolutely. You're running out of time. That's my PSA for the day. Yeah. Take care of your voting stuff. Anything else? I don't think so. Just the thing? Yeah, you can... Uh... Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're there. We have some exciting stuff coming through hopefully soon. Um, Maybe potentially getting some merch out. We'll see what that's going to look like throughout the course of season four. But hopefully by the end of season four, we'll have some merch available for you guys in the event that you want it. Cool. Well, as always, class dismissed.